Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Of visitors to the Wilmington House. You know, um, Peter, you've asked this question, or as your colleagues have asked this question before, let's not forget uh, what we did here in this White House. We instituted something that the last administration got rid of, which is putting out the White House, uh, putting, uh, making sure that there was a White House log, extensive White House log, so the American I mean, people the got to see... House where again, there is potentially again, unsecured, well, classified I, material. Again, I am telling you, we did something that the last administration got rid of, which is instituting the White House logs. Uh, did you ask the last administration why they got rid of the White House logs? Okay, let's go. Let's go. Well, did Fox did? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Delaware residents. Oh, I'm sorry. I was calling the gentleman who wanted to ask a question that was not related to this. Go ahead. Corinne Jean-Pierre absolutely hates it when you ask a question related to this. Oh, she is outraged. Outraged, I say, to find out that you may have questions about classified documents in not one, not two, but three locations. So outraged, she'll simply ignore your question. I'm telling you that there's a process. I just laid out what the process is. And I'm telling you that we were trying to do this by the book, and it it was an ongoing process. I'm not going to get beyond that, uh, but that is how this works. How can you say this was transparent when you've sat on this information for more than two months? Thank you, Karine. Um, Thank you. We are... Seeking information, and I appreciate and understand why the She wouldn't answer the question. She wouldn't answer the question. She flat out ignored it. And that transparency one is a big one because the Biden administration promised you transparency, and they ain't giving it. Then again, they also want to twist what the focus here is, and, well, we ain't going to let that happen. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What you doing, Boo Bear? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Would love to hear from you. Allow me just to keep a, a bit of focus on the thing that matters, and let me do this by sharing with you the amazing back and forth that took place with Ed O'Keefe of CBS and Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday. And there's a whole separate conversation about exactly why is the press so keyed up in this. Maybe I got to take a step back. Maybe not everybody is as, as, as connected. Classified documents were found at Joe Biden's office, an office he held after being vice president but before running for president, at a place called the UPenn Biden Center for global engagement and slush funds. I have no idea what this place was for. All I know is somebody was paying some big rent. That's what I know. The documents were found, allegedly. Can you do me a favor, Ryan? Can you find me Letter Kenny allegedly? I'm going to need that. If you throw that into the into the folder there. I'm, uh, we're going to need that. They were allegedly found in a locked closet. Now, I asked a basic question. What kind of lock? $7 lock from Home Depot? That's exactly the term that I used. I have no idea what kind of lock this was. I also don't know who had a key. Who had access to the closet in this office? That's the question. 
So there were the documents. The lawyers found them, and they immediately contacted the DOJ and the archives. Then we learn that there were documents in another office, Joe Biden's private office in this UPenn with the University of Pennsylvania Biden Center. That's number two. Then we learn that there were documents in a third location. That third location was Joe Biden's home, his garage, the garage with his Corvette. And of course, he wants you to know he keeps his garage locked, even though the garage has glass windows. And as we have learned, you know how to access to that house? Hunter Biden. Now, I'm going to share with you my conversation with William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com, because this matters. This matters in a very, very big way. Who had access to the place matters because that will tell us what kind of jeopardy the documents were in. And as we have discussed, the Delaware homes never kept logs. Secret Service didn't keep logs of who came to visit Joe Biden. So we're not sure who exactly could have had access to these homes, to this home, and to these documents. It might be important to go through a bit of the timeline of these documents. Starts on November 2nd. Lawyers find classified documents in a locked closet. And then on November 4th, a Justice Department prosecutor first learns about Biden's classified documents from the National Archives Office of the Inspector General. You telling me that you find out classified documents, some marked top secret, and we don't even know the extent of the markings yet, are found in a closet in a building that's pretty accessible. And it still takes two days to notify the DOJ? Okay, then. November 8th is the midterms. Of course, they didn't tell us they had these documents before the midterms. On November 9th, the DOJ begins an assessment to determine whether classified information had been mishandled in violation of federal law. You mean after the you mean after the election you decided to do this. We then go to November 14th. Garland selects John Lausch, a Trump appointed US attorney, to conduct a preliminary investigation of the material to determine whether a special counsel is needed. We then wait 26 days. I believe it is December 20th. Biden lawyers notify Lausch that additional classified documents were found in the garage of his Wilmington, Delaware home. At this moment, you're allowed to go back crap crazy. You can go nuts now. 
We just found this out yesterday. But it turns out that the DOJ knew about this on December 20th. They still didn't tell you, me, and we. Best episode of Law & Order ever. On January 5th, Lausch finishes his final invest- his initial investigation and concludes a special counsel appointment is warranted. On January 9th, the Biden lawyers announced publicly that the documents were found at his former institution. And on January 10th, media reports say the memos include a briefing materials covering topics including Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom. And on January 10th, that's when Biden says he was surprised when informed government records were found by his attorneys. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. You heard that right. That's when Biden said he was surprised. You mean between November 2nd and January 10th, the president of the United States was not notified that classified documents were in his garage? Found at his old offices? Are you telling me no one told him? Look, there's such a thing as plausible deniability. And then there's the recognition that your client is an old man incapable of dealing with this information. We should note how bad this makes Biden look, how incompetent and incapable. Not only that he would have the documents in these places, but he didn't know. He didn't know all of it. Wow. There's now been a special counsel that has been appointed by Merrick Garland, the attorney general. His name is Robert Herr, a former Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Maryland. That's the timeline. That's the timeline. And that leads us to the exchange between Ed O'Keefe and Corinne Jean-Pierre. Justice Department, because the Attorney General this morning said that the attorneys reached out to the archives. It was only later in December when the second batch was apparently found. Then will, they were I, reaching out to the Justice I will Department. Leave it, I will leave it to what the Department of Justice is laying out. What we are saying that we reached out to the archivist, we reached out to the Department of Justice. That is what is the right thing to do in this case. And, and not, and, 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 so I can finish here. Um, what has been transparent in this as well is that the White House counsel has let, has laid out uh, in detail on Monday but to all of you. everything, Corrine, and you know that. First of all, I can't talk about this, right, because it is, the Department of Justice is reviewing it. There is a review happening, Ed. Right? You know this. We just heard from the Attorney General. There is a review. I am limited in what I can say to this. Could Richard Sauber perhaps come here? I think, you should, come I here? think you should reach out uh, to the White House counsel. We're reaching out on a constant basis, okay. so why not have and, them come okay. here to the I am saying to questions. you that we have put out lengthy statements, and you can reach out to them, as you all have been doing, and I will leave it there. Okay. Now, Corinne Jean-Pierre is, of course... Remarkably defensive. She's also remarkably bad at her job. It's not just me saying it. The chorus is growing on this subject. She's incapable. She doesn't answer questions. She's terrible at this job. Almost incompetent. 
Notice the press being outright disgusted. And Ed O'Keefe addressing here the lack of transparency. Now, Corinne Jean-Pierre doesn't want to hear nothing about it. She won't hear about the lack of transparency. She tries to go on to somebody else, and it comes right back to Ed O'Keefe. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just, Why not have them come and answer the question? They have been... They have been talking to you all pretty regularly the last couple of days. Uh, we have put out, they have put out uh, lengthy statements on this. I just read out uh, what Richard Sarber had to say, and I would refer you to the White House counsel. I am limited in what I can say. Be- I should note that Richard Sarber is, uh, the, is Biden's lawyer who's been the point person on these documents. Uh, S-A-U-R-B-E-R, that's who he is, just so you know the name. Statements on this. I just read out uh, what Richard Sarber had to say, and I would refer you to the White House counsel. I am limited in what I can say because, because the Department of Justice, we see them as being independent when it comes to these types of issues. And so I'm not going to go beyond what the president say, said, and I'm not going to go beyond what the, the lawyers say. I have to go around. You've asked me about, be, you've asked me, and that there's going to be a limit in transparency, public, non legal transparency. And what can be shared and said by this way? I disagree. Even there has I disagree. Ed, there has not been a limit of transparency. That is, that is, that is. There has not been a limit of transparency. That that's rather aggressive from the White House press corps. Rather aggressive and making the claim that the White House is not being transparent. Which, by the way, they weren't. There's no way out of this. And there's especially no way out of this if the press doesn't give them a way out of this. So the question is, why in the world is the press doing this? It's the press. Why are they going after Joe? This is nuts. This information was kept from them. And they are quite angry about it. Now, there is a second theory that's going on. And that one is a little bit more... um, conspiracy theory. That conspiracy theory is that the press is saying this is the moment to walk away from Joe Biden and let's get another person in there because we know Joe Biden can't be the guy in 2024. Let's capitalize on the moment. I don't know if that's true, but I have to at least acknowledge that that conversation is out there. Is the press finally saying, like they were right before the election and then they backed off on it because the election worked out better for Democrats than they thought, are they saying we have to turn our backs down Joe Biden so we can go on with better candidates? You know, candidate quality and whatnot. But that's, that's one part of this, the press being full bore on this. Not the the uh, people there who work on the cable news networks who are defending Biden left and right. We're going to get into this. Talking about the press corps there in the White House briefing room. But there's a second conversation. And I don't want anybody to get it twisted. What you will hear from people like Corinne Jean-Pierre is... Look at all the good work that we did. Look how important it is. 
that we followed the system. And look how everybody else is talking about, well, they contacted the authorities right away. They did all the right things. Don't get it twisted. Having the classified documents is the crime. It doesn't matter that his lawyers called the archives or notified the DOJ. He had classified documents in three locations that we know of, and those documents were accessible by people who are already known to have shady business dealings in Ukraine and China, like Hunter Biden, and who knows who else. That's the crime. That's the story. And that story goes somewhere. More to get to. Keep it right here, guys. I'm Tony Katz. There's an expression that I will admit I'd never heard until a couple of years ago. And it was uh, something uh, akin to uh, blank around and find out. Uh, Ryan, Ryan's working the board today. I've got that right, right? It, it, it's something like blank around, and then you do that, and then what happens is I made myself laugh and then hit puberty all at the same time. What was that? You you blank around, and then and then Ryan, what happens is you 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 find out, right? That's correct. Okay, that's correct. Know. Okay, that's correct. So you blank around. Right? That's step one. And then by blanking around, what happens is you you do what? You find out. You find out. You find that's 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 what the people say. That's what the kids say on the TikTok. Don't use TikTok kids. It's run by communists. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. The Iranian Navy wants to station warships at the Panama Canal. They're very much looking for a Latin American partner by which they could be of more problem to the United States. The commander of the Iranian Navy, uh, a Rear Admiral Sharam Irani, has announced that his forces will establish the presence in the Panama Canal by the end of the year. So the Pentagon says they see this not only as defiance but bordering on provocation. I see this as blank around and find out. I believe that if this is the case, if Panama would allow such a thing, uh, or or and and those nations uh, that um, have vested interest, then the only thing to do is to take the Panama Canal back. Now you say to me, Tony, I'm sorry. You're going to do, you're going to what? I'm going to take the Panama Canal back. This this series of channels and locks, this way of connecting these, these two giant oceans and reducing the amount of travel time by days, if not weeks, I take it back. What are they going to do? Stop us? You blanked around. Now you have to find out. Oh, and the Iranian Navy? I would take them head on just to explain to the rest of the world what happens when you blank around. I'm Tony Katz.
three locations. I mean, that's just a lot. Classified information in three locations. How does one defend against such a thing? How do you defend it politically? And how do you defend against it legally? Especially when you're Joe Biden. Sure, you're the president now, but you were only the vice president then with no authority at all to declassify anything. What comes next? And based on the timeline, what other documents are out there that Biden has in some location that we don't know about? Tony Katz, so good to be with you. William Jacobson joins us right now. Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. Before we get into the appointment of the special prosecutor, the special counsel, um, are there more legal ramifications now with having three distinct locations discovered, or at least that we know about right now, with these classified documents in them? Well, I think there are because one of Biden's defenses was going to be he didn't know they were there. And the statute that criminalizes the removal and keeping of classified information requires knowing conduct. So he'll say, I didn't know. But that becomes a lot less tenable once it's in three places. And it obviously things were moved around multiple times. How did they get to that location? The the how do they get to that location is is absolutely a big one. And the idea that Joe Biden would say they're in a locked garage. You're a lawyer. You hear your client say, well, they were in a locked garage. Are you cringing at that moment? Yeah, well, he should say nothing. Okay, he really should say whatever people give him on his sheet of paper. Um, uh, And so it was the Fox News reporter um, kind of baited him into that response by saying, you know, it's near your Corvette. Are you, you know, what are you thinking? And Biden couldn't resist. You know, and I think the bigger question, though, is not what else does Joe Biden have, but what did he formerly have that he no longer has? Is this the universe of documents he removed when he left the vice presidency, or is this just what's left? So I think that's really the bigger question. With Trump, there doesn't seem to be any dispute. I I haven't even heard leaks to the uh, press from the feds that Trump lost documents or documents that, you know, were at Mar-a-Lago went missing. Uh, With Biden, because he's kind of denying knowledge of anything and because it's in multiple locations and because things have been moved at least multiple times because they didn't go directly to his UPenn office from the White House or from the vice president's house because he didn't go directly there. I think there was a year gap. So they were someplace else. What did he formally have that he no longer has? That's, I think, the big question. And that's something that the feds and this new special counsel needs to be focusing on is where what did he remove and where are they now? Not what does he still have? Talking to William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. I I appreciate you, you making that statement. My mind went in a different direction. We have seen over the last two years that while the logs are kept of visitors at the White House, the logs are not kept or at least made public of the visitors to his homes in Delaware. So now there's a question of who has been visiting the house and where have they been allowed to wander and what may 
is it possible they have had access to? Does this open up for the special counsel or others to say we need the logs from the Secret Service made public? Who has been visiting you at your homes in Delaware? Well, I don't know what logs they would have kept before he became president. So in that that time gap, that multi-year time gap between him leaving the vice presidency and becoming president, I don't know if the Secret Service keeps logs of who visits a former vice president. So I don't know that there are such logs or not. Uh, that's, some, that's just a fact matter that I don't think has been publicly disclosed. But I think another question is, did Hunter have access to them? Because we know he would sell anything to the Chinese and the Ukrainians. So I think there's a real fear here, a real legitimate concern that Hunter may have monetized some of these documents. Again, we need the facts on that, but given his history of essentially selling his father's office for influence, it's not inconceivable that he sold some of these documents or at least dangled them in front of potential donors Now, what's things he had access to. What people are going to do, sir, is they're going to say, William Jacobson, you're just attacking Hunter Biden. That's just political. What a ridiculous thing to say. Is there a legal side to this where you would now claim, oh, no, 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 listen here? Well, I think it's a factual matter. It's a matter for investigation. Who had access to them? Did Hunter Biden have access to them? It's not a question. I've not said he did sell them. All I've said is that I think the feds need to look into that, given his history of striking deals with foreign, at least in the case of China, hostile foreign entities, that if he had access to these classified documents, I think it's a valid uh, path of inquiry to determine whether he had access and if he did, what he did with that access. So I think that's all valid. It's not a matter of speculation. It's simply this is a path that federal uh, prosecutors and investigators need to pursue. I don't disagree in the slightest. Talking to William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com, you watched the press conference yesterday it wasn't a press conference it was a statement because merrick garland talks and then runs where he announced that there will be a special counsel and that special counsel is robert her h-u-r uh what did um garland say merrick garland the attorney general say that for you uh kind of a piqued your interest like that's an interesting way to word that or was this as perfectly said to create distance as possible well i think the most important thing that he said uh, is when he was quoting the statute or paraphrasing the statute um that for the appointment of special counsel that the department of justice and i think he said will i think that's perhaps what the statute or the guidelines say uh, appoint a special counsel where there is evidence of criminality where there's evidence of criminal conduct again i'm paraphrasing what he said but the predicate to appointing a special counsel is that there is evidence of potential criminality that's usually significant that means the department of justice has looked at this and has essentially dismissed all of the mainstream media excusing for Biden, which is what he didn't know. There's nothing criminal about it, blah, blah, blah. Well, the Department of Justice has made a determination that there is potential criminality there. And that's, I think, hugely significant. I haven't seen, you know, many media outlets or really any media outlets focusing on that specific 
thing. But that finding by the Department of Justice is hugely important. And that's the same finding that they made with regard to Trump, that there was a potential of criminality there um, and that there was a conflict of interest. And therefore, you needed a, a conflict of interest with the Department of Justice handling it. And therefore, you needed a special counsel. So this is a more than just, hey, let's get a new lawyer in here who's not part of the department. This is let's get a new lawyer in here because the department really shouldn't be handling it. And there is evidence of potential criminality. And so the the just in the surface, the appointing of a special counsel signals to you and signals to everyone that there is a seriousness here. That's right. Uh, and I think that's, you know, uh, something he signaled uh, doesn't mean they've concluded there was criminal conduct, but there is the possibility of it. And that, I think, is a huge finding. And it really wipes clean about 99 percent of MSNBC uh, uh, opinion commentary on this, which is just writing it off as no big deal. Not like Trump. Who cares? He's. You know, when I first wrote about this, I said they're going to soon use the Uncle Leo defense. If you remember that scene from Seinfeld where Uncle Leo uh, says, you know, gets caught shoplifting and he says, I'm old, I'm forgetful. I thought I paid for it. Old people get confused. Uh, I mean, I think that's what it's going to be. Joe Biden didn't really know what was going on. All the things they scoffed at when Trump said, well, I didn't pack the boxes. They're now going to, that's going to be Joe Biden's media defense. He didn't pack the boxes. He didn't put them in a truck. He didn't move them. He didn't know. That becomes very untenable, given it's in three locations. Um, It's a little confusing uh, because it appears to be really two locations within his residence, the garage and his personal office. And so that becomes very untenable. Before I, I let you go, sir, you brought up Hunter Biden, and um, I, I think there's a conversation how many times Hunter Biden has visited uh, the homes uh, there the, uh, of his father. Are we discussing the idea that once you see three locations, every Biden family member should have their house checked because Lord only knows? I mean, I, I'm not. I, I asked why wasn't Biden's homes checked when this first started. Now you got to ask yourself, well, where else are these things? Like, is there a a moment of natural stop to that kind of investigation? Are we about to see Hunter's home checked and his daughter's homes checked and other people's homes checked? Uh, I don't know how far it will go. I think any location that uh, they believe the documents may have gone to, they should be checking. Um, You know, I think so. But I don't know how far they'll go when it came to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, they knew the documents were there and there was, you know, a dispute as to whether Trump had to give them back and whether he had given back all of the documents. And so they went and they got a search warrant. So I think that uh, they would have to have some evidence that a document was at a location more than that somebody's related to Joe Biden. So I think certainly any place, you know, Hunter has been is worth checking. Uh, Hunter's, I don't know if he lives with his parents or where he lives. But I, I think those are all legitimate places. But whether, you know, there is uh, needs to be a search of every Biden family residence, I, I don't see that happening merely because they're related to him. William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. I appreciate you taking the time. 
to be with us. And Lord only knows what we're going to learn over the weekend about this. And I think that timeline matters. The one of, I mean, there, there are the legal aspects to this, of course, but let's take a look at one of the other ones. This White House knew and didn't tell us. The Justice Department knew and didn't tell us. The archives knew and didn't tell us. They didn't tell us. That's part of this story. I have got much more to get to. Keep it right here, everybody. I'm Tony Katz. Kevin McCarthy, he's the Speaker of the House, don't you know, working overtime to throw Representative Eric Swalwell under all the buses, and I, I approve. I just want you to know, I'm very, very outrageously okay with this. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That is the number. That's how you get to be a part of the thing that we're doing over here. Swalwell being removed from his committee. He was on Intel, but but Swalwell had a relationship with a Chinese spy. No rational person would keep Swalwell on the committee. No rational person. However, Speaker Pelosi was not a rational person. And while Pelosi was able to rule with an iron fist, and everyone's going to talk about what a great leader she was, let's understand that power was about the projection. She had to have known that Eric Swalwell was a bad guy. She didn't take him off a committee because she didn't want to give Republicans a win. Owning the cons, the conservatives, by risking American integrity, by risking information, our safety and security. That's that's nuts. So McCarthy defending his decision to remove Eric Swalwell from the House Intelligence Committee along with Representative Adam Schiff because Schiff openly lied about the Russian election interference. No question. Schiff said he had the dirt on Trump. Schiff said Trump did this, that, and the other. Schiff said he had proof. He seemed proof. Adam Schiff lied in every single way. A fraud. A lowlife. Honestly, if you like Adam Schiff and think he does good work, we're, we're, we can uh, we can go our separate ways and be cool. We could. He lied. Just admit that he lied. Did Trump lie? Well, he lied about the size of a of a of a rally. He lied about you know how many people were there at his inauguration. I don't know why, but he did. He absolutely did. So yeah, sure, he lied. Schiff lied about a relationship between Trump and Russia that affected an election and tried to get him impeached for it. By the way, this won't be the first time today you hear me use the word impeach. The I word will come back. Just uh, just wait for it. Just, just wait for that uh, to, to happen. But on Swalwell, McCarthy stating to Fox News, if you got the briefing I got from the FBI, you wouldn't have Swalwell on any committee. And you're going to tell me other Democrats can't fill, couldn't fill that slot? He cannot get a security clearance in the private sector. So would you like 
to give him a government clearance. He continues, you're going to tell me there are 200 other Democrats that couldn't fill that slot, but they kept him on it? The only way that they even knew it came forward is when they put to nominate him to the Intel Committee. And then the FBI came and told the leadership that he's got a problem, and they kept him on. That jeopardized all of us. I personally would like to see Kevin McCarthy go a step further with Swalwell. I don't think you can get away with it with Ilhan Omar, no matter how despicable I find her. I don't think you can get away with away with it with Adam Schiff, no matter how despicable I find him. I think you should move to have uh, Eric Swalwell expelled from the House. If there's something coming back that is so dangerous that he cannot be trusted on these committees, well, it's one thing to remove somebody from a committee for cause. If they can't be trusted, maybe they can't be there. Now you say to me, whoa, 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 Tony, this guy got elected. George Santos is there. That guy lied his butt off. You're right. He did. He did lie. He lied about his education. He lied about religion. He lied about this, that, and the other. I don't even know if his name is George Santos. But he did get elected. You can make that argument for Eric Swalwell. But what's the FBI coming back with? And if there's a danger there to the nation, maybe not. You could say to me, Tony, that's vindictive. That's revenge. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Huh. This is Tony Katz today.